All right. Well, season two, there's no doubt about it. It's going to be phenomenal. There is a star-studded cast. Everyone will fall in love with this show. If they have not watched season one, they will watch it because they want to know what's going on in season two. Season two is going to be, as I always say, it's going to be a kick-ass show. Um, There is no doubt. This is not a sales pitch. This is exactly what I believe. Yeah. Uh, I lay on the stairs. You got a glow. Got a glow. You got a glow. I'd welcome everyone to another episode of the Let's Gather podcast. I'm your host Zeke, and this episode I have Shakrita Smith and Christopher Morando to speak about being actors. You can find more information about them and the show that they both are starring on in Grayson by clicking the link in the description below. After the content warning, finish on there as you in the episode, and hope you have a nice day and enjoy the show. I'd welcome both of you to the podcast. Nice to be here. Pleasure. Thanks. Thanks so much. Yeah. <laughs> and you both can introduce yourselves before we get into the um questions. Okay. Uh, Chris, you want to start? Or you want to start? You start her up. Oh, okay. So um, my name is Shaquita Smith. I'm an actress. Um, I'm on a show with my lovely, lovely co-star who's on here, Christopher Marmando. Um, I'm also working on a couple other projects called uh, Wicked City, which is really good. Um, I love acting. I've been acting for about, oh gosh, I feel like 14, 15 years. Went to school for it at Troy State University. Um, started in theater. So I'm a big, big, big theater, Broadway, like extraordinaire. And um, trickled down into um, TV and, and film. And so from there, I started doing a lot of television work from um, NCIS New Orleans all the way down to, uh, what's the last project that I just did? Um, notorious so uh yeah so so this journey has been so beautiful and i and and i can't wait to what else is in store for me so i'll uh give it over to chris hi guys my name is christopher momando um it's a pleasure here and shakrita is my co-star on the show gravesend and she's playing charlene my new girlfriend which i'm (laughs) very excited about um couldn't be more excited about that i mean I'm on a, I've been doing this for about approximately nine years. Um, never had any background of theater or anything with acting. I just decided one day I'm going to wake up and I said, I'm going to be an actor. And I was very graced by God. I had very big, big blessings given my way. And it started basically just um, someone at the New York Film Academy I had lunch with. And to this day, we do film together, him and I. And he was like, you know what? I want to film you. I just want to film something with you in the New York Film Academy. And I was like, done. He goes, I'll build the set. I'll do everything. You just write a three minute scene. The long and short of it is, and Ezekiel, you'll laugh, is I've always wanted hair. And this was a running joke. I've wanted hair my whole life. Obviously, I was not given hair. And the scene played out in the New York Film Academy. And a woman decided to sit in And she's watching the scene as the teacher is teaching the students about angles and cuts and editing. And the woman goes, who the F is the bald headed guy? (laughs) She ends up being a casting director for a show on Netflix called Lilyhammer, which was the original first show on Netflix. And I get a call and I thought they were messing with me. And I get the call. I 
make at the time my 12 year old daughter literally filmed me in my uh my kitchen mm-hmm. send it in they said you got the job and the next thing you know i'm in uh, uh lily hammer norway I mean, <laughs> and that's how that started it's you know oh, man no rhyme or reason uh and just i call it all blessing all blessings because luck comes second blessings come first amen amen man, i love that yeah amen. but that's actually, yeah how it started i actually uh snuck in an acting class <laughs> what i i snuck in an acting class love it and it was actually uh a a, a like an advanced acting class and i went in there stayed for like 15 20 minutes and then from there the student uh, the teacher comes in and say well you're not in my class and i looked because at that time i was a freshman okay. and said you know what let's keep her in there so for four years straight i was studying with all of the the the, the, the big names and actors interesting so love it just the way it works <laughs> it's the way it works when it's meant to happen and the line, the lineup comes. You go right into the flow of it. That's it. Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> yep. Definitely. Life. Definitely. I feel like, dang, when things work out, you're doing things you're supposed to do in life. Amen. Mm. Very true. Very Agreed. true. And I decided in my acting career, like I had downtime in life. You know, dark time in life. You know, I mean, you you did you did some homework. I came from a background of no acting. I came from a background of got myself caught up on the streets back in the day, did, you know, did time away. And that's when I decided to give it my shot because I always wanted to do it. Right. But where I came from, it was not in my, I should say, in really in my household, in my environment, it wasn't even accepted really. So it was like, you know, I'm talking to typical Italian say, no, no, forget about it. It ain't going to happen. Right. Get that out of your head. So it was always, all right, whatever. And I always wanted to do it. Mm-hmm. And I remember my brother going, so, you know, now that you're home, he goes, what are you going to do? And I go, well, you know, I'll figure it out. He goes, I know that, but figuring out got you here. And I go, no, I'm figuring it out the right way. I said, I won't make the same mistakes twice. That was young in days. Now I'm older. I go, but I think I'm going to become an actor, John. And he goes, Oh, good. You're going to go to school for it. I go, no school. Forget about it. And the school. He goes, well, you're going to take classes. I go, I don't need classes. I'm going to be me. And he goes, how are you going to do it? And now Ezekiel, which by the way, Ezekiel Elliott, which is a Dallas Cowboy. And I'm a big Dallas Cowboy fan. So this can't work out any better because I'm a huge Cowboy fan. So Ezekiel is a great name. And Nas sings. They come from the will of Ezekiel, right? Um, My brother, every time I show him, 30, 40, 50 productions that I'm in, I go, hey, I remember that day when he goes, I know, you figured it out. Right. So, like you said, you get into a class and look at what you're doing now. Yes, love it. It's the grace of God. (sighs) So, from there, I guess we can get into the questions. So, would you say that was you guys' origin stories? And if so, how would you like to represent it? Say, say that again. I didn't quite hear you. And so, would you guys say that was your origin stories? And if so, how do you like to represent it? Uh, that was my origin story. Yeah, um, yeah that was. The, I, I would say that is. Um, well, I would say that similar to Chris, um, I, had, I had a really rough, rough childhood. 
And so I wanted to find an outlet and acting was that particular outlet for me. It allowed me to be uh, free. It allowed me to, like, it was more of a therapeutic space. And so once I got an inch of that, I just started continually wanting it more and more and more and more to the point where I stayed, I stayed in theater. I stayed in acting. I just stayed there only because I wanted to get away from my reality and my reality of, you know, my mom was on drugs. My, uh, you know, my dad was never there. Like all of those things affected me as a child. And then I was adopted as well. And so my family was acting. My family was the people that I worked with and engaged with. And so Shaquita Smith was birthed in that space um, and loved it ever since. Now, my grandmother who, who adopted me, she basically pushed me. She said, look, I need you to do anything, whatever you want to do. And I said, hey, I want to be an actor. She said, go for it. And she continued to hone into me and, and made sure that you know, I did everything that I wanted to do as, as a little girl. And so my origin was, was that, you know, coming from a bad childhood and really, really taking acting, you know, full force and loving it for, for its authentic self. Um, so, yeah, so that I would say, I would say that. Chris. It's great. It's great. And it's <laughs> funny, we share a very similar story because when I was growing up, my mother and father broke up. And my father at first had just left. So then I was left with just my mom. My older brother was away in college, so he wasn't around. My dad was gone. My mother went in a total depression, so I wound up living with my grandparents. So my grandmother and grandfather, my mom's parents, were like my parents growing up. I lived with them until I got married. So, And I got married at a young age, my first marriage, but... I lived with my grandparents. They raised me. So my grandmother still, her words ring out going, now you could do whatever you want to do. Don't let anybody tell you different. And Ezekiel on my TikTok, it's funny because there's one that's been going around and it says, here's great advice. Anybody tells you you can't do it, you tell them in Italian, we say, and it went viral on it because now people are reposting it with, their vo with my voice in their mouth. Because that's what my grandparents used to say. Nobody could tell you you can't do anything. And then growing up in our neighborhood that I grew up was, no matter how you look at it, was a very racially motivated neighborhood. So I was the one that was against the green, meaning I wasn't about worrying about if you're white, black, Spanish, Asian. It didn't matter to me. But where I grew up, it did at those years. So you can't pretend it didn't. I can never pretend it did not. It's actually embarrassing and it's actually, it sucks to look back and see exactly how I was in a neighborhood that was raised a certain way. And guess what? There were white neighborhoods, there were Jewish neighborhoods, there were black neighborhoods, there was uh, Latin neighborhoods, and they all were raised. A lot of them, let me say, majority were raised in the same neighborhoods to know, no, we don't like them, we don't like them. Right. And I was opposite. Like speaking for my own grandfather, he would say, we don't look at a skin color. We look in the eyes and we see what's here. That tells the story of the person. And right. that's how we were raised. So, but, but growing up in a neighborhood that if you spoke those words to your own crew, they probably want to beat you down. 
And there is the, the origin of where you make decisions in life. Now, going to prison was my maturity level. I've learned now. Now I am living day in and day out, not just with Italian Americans. It's with everyone. And if you don't get along, that's an issue. So why and how I got along with everybody? It's because that is me. That ain't to sound good either. It's, we're not in front of billions of people saying, here, look, let me try and make a better picture. This right. is me. And the film, Ezekiel and Shaquita, you know, the film that I'm doing right now, that I'm working on right now, which is my next film, is called Judge No Book by Its Color. Oh. And that's about me, my growing up. Don't look at me and say he's an Italian and he must only want to be with Italians because then, then you will never know the true me. That is as opposite as you can get because I never care and I still will never care. My thing is only about the heart and the eyes. That's it. Like right. Starface, right? And the eyes, Chico, they never lie. That's the truth. And that's where my inner, my, my, and that's where I always say to great, I'm a spiritual guy. The grace of God has blessed me because now I am strong enough to go out and speak my own peace. Big right. difference. If you would ask me 25 years ago or 30 years ago, let me say, because I forget I'm getting older now, 30 years ago, and you would have said, no, he wouldn't have said it. He wouldn't have been this vocal. And I'm blessed to say it. I can say it now and feel right. great about it. Oh, I love that. Yeah, yeah. And when you think about it, and then look at, this is no made up. I, and I'm sorry to try, Think about Gravesend, you and I. Yeah, that's what I was just about to say. Yeah, okay. yeah. Say, speak, watch. That's how, how did that happen? It didn't happen because I told Will DeMeo, I never speak a word. He writes it all. Right. When it was put in, Ezekiel, when it was put in the script, and I met Shaquita, and it, she's Charlene, I go, you see? You see? <laughs> that's all I can say. You see? It's, 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 I always say it. It's my, it, it is what it is. I don't even know how to explain it sometimes, but think about it. How? And now here we are today. We are. Yeah. So yeah. It's no coincidence. There's no such thing as coincidence. It's the, it's the universe. It's God. It's, it's the blessings. And it's a beautiful dynamic too, to see on screen, you know, breaking down barriers, um, you know, with no color, because, you know, to, to Chris's point, you know, do we see Italians being with black women? Do you see that dynamic all the time? But yes and no. But what's beautiful about it is that we're sharing that space and that story um, on a show where people can see that, you know, it's different. And then they'll, they'll be okay to embrace, embrace it. And um, I think it's a beautiful story. And I think I can't wait for everybody to, to see, see oh, yeah. this, this character art. So. Oh. It's going to be great stuff. And Ezekiel, it's a great chemistry from, from minute one when you were getting your makeup done and I come in and I'm Gaetano on the show and I have never met you. Remember, that was the first day. And yeah. I come in, what am I singing? I'm singing Tupac. He was, and, he was playing Tupac, right. Yes. And I'm like, just so you know, Gaetano rolls this way. We sing every song. We jam in makeup and hair, you know, wardrobe and hair and makeup. We jam until we're on the set and we jam even more. We did. And that was our first meeting, Ezekiel, was that. That was the very first meeting. I'm like, there's my girl. That's it. <laughs> That's Tano and Charlene. <laughs> That's it, Charlene and Gaetano. 
<laughs> I love it. Oh God. So now we can get into the um your product your project. So what 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 brought both to you two graves in? What well we just we just talked yeah. about it. Um you know, uh so so Chris was already on the show. Um and then I actually got um, the opportunity from William DeMeo, who is the writer, director, starring in Great Sin. And um, interesting story, he, uh, he reached out to me and said, I, I have something for you. And I'm like, really? He said, yeah, I want you to come on the show, Grace. And I said, okay. So, and at that time I was in Atlanta um, and I flew to New York and um did, didn't know too much about the show but i watched the first season and i loved it loved everything about it and um to to chris's point um you know being a woman being a black woman on the show and you know being i don't think there's a lot of diversity and for no. them to bring diversity on the show to me was so exciting you know to to bring more audience to to the story um, once I got on set, like Chris said, like it was, it was like family. I yeah. feel like Grayson is a family, um, you know, environment. I didn't feel, you know, any type of way. Everybody was loving. Everybody was just, it was just a beautiful experience. And at that moment, I knew that this is where I was supposed to be. And here we are, you know, I'm continually that journey with Chris and the other team. And I, I know that it wasn't by chance. It was, it was, it was, it was, it, it, it was God directed that because I, I asked God countless times, put me in spaces where I feel you, God. Put me in spaces where I know that you're here and, and allow me to be happy in that space. Because you've been on a lot of sets and it's like, huh, okay, we're working and, and, and we're keeping moving. But right. with Gravesend, it doesn't feel like that. Like at the end of the set, I'm like, oh, are we done? Are we done? Wait, I got to go home? Wait a minute. So... So, you know, that's why I said I'm, I'm looking forward to, you know, more projects similar to, to, to Gravesand. And even Chris, like, he's such a beautiful, fresh air. You know, like, like he said, uh, he came on set. He had this great energy, like, talking, you know, rapping Tupac. And I was like, whoa, let's dance. Let's, you know, play all the way up to set. And it's like, that's what it's about. Enjoying, you know, what you're doing, how you're doing in that space so that you can enjoy being on set and having the best time of your life and having that great connection with your partners. You know, um, if I have great energy, oh my God, it's the best performance in the world. And so, um, so I, I love, I love Grayson. I love my partners. I love, I mean, I love everybody that's on set. Chris, um, Jen Jacobs, who's um, also playing like my best friend. She's amazing, talented amazing. young woman. Um, and, and I just can't wait for everybody to see it. But yes, the destiny of it, how it all came about, I, I really believe that was God. I agree with you a thousand percent. And and looking at Gravesend, so Ezekiel, I mean, Shakrita, you know, I've been on sets and there are, when season one of Gravesend came out, I was not available. So I also was very blessed with working on the set of ABC called For Life with 50 Cent. And I was on for two seasons with them. And that was, before Gravesend, that was what a fan. And in that case, it was a very similarity for my being Italian American or white in not being on, the, on, let's say, the first of the comfort zone, right? Because now it's a prison type scene. I'm the CEO. 
um, the lead, the this, all his crew, 50 cents crew. So when the first AI came on to do the pilot, it wasn't a, not for me, I'm always great energy, but you have to learn who everybody is and I keep quiet. So he's showing you the lead of the show of for life, Nicholas Pinnock. Nicholas comes over and sits with me. And he goes, Chris, you mind if I sit with you? I go, oh, Nicholas, you can sit with me anytime. I just keep out of harm's way because I have six days on the pilot, but I talk very little. I'm the stunt bus driver, but I'm also an actor on the show too, but I'm very limited. He goes, no, I want to sit with you. He sits with me. We get a three hour because the prison we were filming in has a real riot in the prison. So we were in Sing Sing and it really had a, uh, was really a, when I say right, it wasn't a taking over the guards, but there was a, a brawl. So they had to shut it down. We couldn't get on set. We talked for three hours. Long and short of it, pilot's over. I, we exchanged numbers, but I've never exchanged a single number with anyone on the set ever. Prior to, I mean, I should say is on only with Graves, uh, Gravesend is different, but that was after the fact. I come home, I tell my wife, I go, you know, the guy Nicholas is something different. I don't know why. I even exchanged numbers. I have no clue. Maybe it's nothing. I didn't even know he comes from London, the other side. And one day comes, I get a text message and it's him. And he goes, yeah, blah, 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 blah. He saw that my daughter had graduated college and he sent a video for her. And I was like, Nicholas, you don't even know. You're my brother for life now. You have no idea what you did. And he go, and my daughters to this day call him uncle. So then when Gravesend came out and Will goes, Chris, I want you for season two. I'm like, Will, I want in. Just give me the dates. I will now put a block for you. I want to make sure Gravesend comes first. Entering Gravesend, I always say it as, as you said it too, Will DeMeo doesn't take as much credit as he should for the amount of opportunities he's given everybody. And that's not a kiss ass of me. I don't kiss no ass. I just speak the truth. He has given so many people opportunity. My character, Gaetano, is now a, is now become a big role in the show. And it's growing as we're speaking. As we are speaking right now, I'm still studying for all my scenes that are coming up for the next two episodes, and there's a bunch. And the family that we have on there is exactly what you said. When, when, we're, shoot, when we're finished and the lights arrive, I'm like, oh, I don't want to go. It, Ezekiel, it's that great. And I was using for life as the same because you get two years under your belt with for life. You become very close that when they finished, it was heartbreaking. Gravesend, when we take breaks, I'm like, oh, I want to get back. And I'm filming other things, but I want to get back on that set. Because once you enter the set, it's like time has no, there is no time. It oh. don't even exist. It's like I'm here and right. we start jamming. And it's one big fan. It's one big fan. It's the, it's one of the best sets I have ever been on. And God willing, we last as many seasons as, you know, as it goes. Amen. Amen. Yes. <laughs> and with acting, how does it feel when you both are acting? Like separately and together? How does it feel? Yeah. When it comes to acting, it doesn't feel like acting if you if you're playing alongside you know someone that is great as Marmando. Uh, I love you. <laughs> uh, it's you know sometimes it's to me it's just about the 
because Chris may give me something different that I will react to. And it's, it's all about listening. That's the biggest thing, listening than just reacting. And for me, if I have that safe space on set with the actor, um, you may get something different every time based off what uh, my co-star, my counterpart will give me. Um, even if I'm acting by myself, I mean, it, it goes hand in hand with any actor. And then I'm also understanding the relationship. Where am I? You know, the who, when, what, where type of feel. And how do I feel in this moment? And who is this person to me? And how and how can I react to this person? It's all of those things for me matters. Um, but it's really based off the connection that I have with the person in my scene. And how do we chill? How do we match? I mean, even with me and Chris, the funny thing is, I don't think we even rehearsed anything. And right. it was because of the energy. It was just because of, you know, our connection that it worked so well. And, you know, that's what you want on camera. You want something that's organic and real and honest and authentic. And um, that's what I strive for on, on any set. Now, you have sets where you don't have that and you have to personalize it and, you know, figure out how to, you know, create that space for yourself. But majority of the time, it's all about dancing with your partner in that space. Yeah, and I couldn't agree more. It, when, when you and I met, the energy was there. Mm -hmm. So with that being said, there's really nothing more that you even need to figure out because as an actor, as an actor, you, you, you need that camaraderie. You need to feel each other. And we didn't have to rehearse. We just had to just sit and be ourselves, which is a blessing because it's not like that with everyone. There are certain films I need to have where I've had counterpart, my, my co-star sleep at my home because I wanted to learn their deliveries. I wanted to learn everything about their mannerisms. So I knew when I could go grab my cup of coffee in a scene and drink it. Cause I'll know if they are delaying it, do they take more pause? But when you and I got there, it was very easy. It's, it's just where our scenes that are coming up as I am rehearsing them in my head, I'm picturing, I could now, I have a feel of you. So I'm picturing when you're going to smile, how you're going to react. Because <laughs> once you connect that way, I remember we spent a lot of hours to learn. And when I do Ezekiel, when I am when I am sitting on set with anyone that I'm working with, I also study. It's just a, it's the other part of the brain that is studying the mannerisms, is studying the the delivery, even if it's a delivery of, hey, what's your name? It's not that I'm writing it down. I just realized when and how it takes you to speak, how fast, how slow. And like with Will, I have learned his delivery, which is great because he's a little bit more here and I'm here. So it's perfect. So we do a lot of scenes. So I'm, I've learned his delivery. And now with my Charlene, it's <laughs> going to be great because I've already feel like I know a lot about your delivery, your mannerisms, your way. So as an actor, yes, it is huge to learn the one you're with, guy, girl, whatever, child. If you're playing a father to a daughter, I gotta learn in my other film, my, the one playing my daughter, I know her for a while. She is as talented. She, she graduated, she's in NYU now, but I still have to learn all her mannerisms. So she'll be with me two, three days in the house. So I can make it like if she's playing my daughter, I have to pretend she's my daughter for a few days. 
And that's how I start getting the role. So I know and learn the other person because then it's more natural. And you and I just kicking it even on the dance floor or when we were sitting, it's mannerisms. So it's very, to me, it's very easy to work with you because right. your energy gives it right back. It, yes. There's not, there's nothing it's to very figure transferable. out. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. Uh, sorry about that. So the next thing is, um, want to say is, do you guys like? How do you make a character feel like a real person? Just be. <laughs> I always say just, just be. I always say it's not about a character. It's you playing you, and you're finding different elements of that person inside of you. You know, I, I, I really kind of come from a space of realism. Like, you know, if I see Chris, it's like, okay, how do I personalize this person? But I know Chris, so I could just personalize him. You know, I could just talk to him. Yes. But if it was just someone that, I, you know, on the day I don't know, then I would say, okay, in this situation, who, what type of experience did I have prior with someone else? And I will personalize that. But me trying to figure out, okay, what is this character? Because theater and film is completely different. You know, it's very subtle when it comes to film. And you don't do that much. Theater is very dramatized. And so, you know, balancing that is, 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 is you have to decipher which type of space are you in. Are you film acting or are you theater acting? But for, we're speaking frankly with, with film, um, it's more about me just being and being in that space because it's all it's all about the subtleness for me, the subtleness of, of spaces. If I feel like I go too big, it's gonna show that, that it's big on camera. But it's the moments where it's very small and it cap- the camera captures that. You know, the way that I look at Gatano, you know, how does that story, what, what, what story is behind that? You know, I have a whole monologue you know, of what, you know, how I feel about this gentleman, you know, and then I'm deciphering, have I ever really felt like that in real life? And I have. So then that feeling is going to resonate on camera with Chris. And it's going to feel like someone on set, I mean, on, on camera that's watching, it's like, oh, I, I, I can identify that look from her. I can identify because guess what? It's real. It's an honest look. It's an honest statement. And it's an honest monologue that I'm saying when I look at when I look at Gantana, like Charlene wants that. She wants to feel love. She wants all of that. And then you have Chris who has the same backstory or, or another backstory. And it's like, how does he look at Charlene? Right. And in a way, once we set the tone of who we are in the establishment, now the audience is like, whoa, okay, we can't wait to see this. Because they're now hanging on to their, their, their toenails watching every moment so i think it's just more about being you and being honest and knowing that have you ever loved before have you ever been on a first date before how did that feel you know was you nervous was you scared was you you know what are those moments like and how do you you know carpentalize um you know um make that honest when you perform so that's that's all i can say just be me (laughs) i i agree with you i mean it's it's in certain other roles that I do, my wife will contest to this one that if I'm playing a, a Southern cop, 
oh no, I'll actually believe I'm a Southern cop and talking like rude and uh, like, you know, and I'll start using accents and my wife will crack me up back because she'll roll along with it when she's cooking and she'll say something and it'll just start cracking me up. So I try and get into that role, but Gaetano role is really formatted about me. Um, when Will actually wrote me in, I mean, he really wasn't far on. Gaetano comes home from jail. He sits right next to the main character, the boss, and he's his right-hand man. They were friends from when they were kids. So it's not hard to, to get into that mode because I know that mode. And it's not about also trying to do too much, like you were saying with theater and film. I always go on a rule, and it was taught to me by the one who started um, with, with the very first uh, thing from um, – New York Film Academy, his name is Till Newman. Till used to teach me the less is more theory. Less is more. You don't have to yell to be heard. You don't have to raise up to be strong. You could tell it in your face and your eyes by a simple word. And he couldn't be any more right. And in Gravesend, that's what we're going with with season two is less is more. And you take any film you've ever watched or let's just use neighborhood type of status if an old man is just sitting on the corner and he's hanging out on a day and he just leans in to listen and he just looks and goes like this. No, if you're across the street, you're going to be sitting there going, what did he just say no to? They could have said, Hey uh, boss, do you want uh, peppers and eggs? And he went, no, but you won't know that because you're going to think right away. The mind runs wild. But now if he gets up and he's raising his hands and he's this, it takes away. So when it comes to any role or any character, it's knowing that person, that role that you're doing and just trying to relate to it. So if you are doing any role, I, I went from being in prison to playing a prison cop, right? Night and day, but yet I can put myself in there and I have put myself in there. Now I'm being the, the, the other side. So it's night and day, but yet I still... F- Put myself in a position. Yeah, you process it. So, yeah, you got to just feel that role, get into what part you're playing. And when you have a counterpart, when your co-star is with you and they have that same, it it makes it that much more enjoyable and also easy. It really becomes easier. Nice. One at a time. So... I'd like to um, ask one more question is what can people expect from season two and where like future plans for both of you? And we end there. I'll let you go, Chris. All right. Well, season two, there's no doubt about it. It's going to be phenomenal. There is a star studded cast. Everyone will fall in love with this show. If they have not watched season one, they will watch it because they want to know what's going on in season two. Season two is going to be, as I always say, it's going to be a kick-ass show. Um, There is no doubt. This is not a sales pitch. This is exactly what I believe. I believe it's that good. It is, I don't want to compare it to any other show as I've done it on ABC and CBS when I was on the talk shows. I did not want to compare it. They were asking me, is it The Sopranos? I go, no, it's Gravesend. And Gravesend will be its own identity. And you will see the, the, the way this story rolls out it's going to be second to none. I have no doubt. 
And the way everybody works together on this show is even making it that much better. So you will see a lot, Ezekiel. You're going to see big things. You will see this show, I believe, will last because this is one of a kind. No other show is doing this. It's taking place in the 80s. It's a Brooklyn-based show about the mob in the 80s. And it's, again, second to none, and it's its own identity. It's not to be compared to, but it's going to kick ass. It will show the world very soon. So get your popcorn ready. Absolutely. So what's coming up for you, Chris? I think that's okay. So after this show, I'm doing my own film, which is called Judge No Book by Its Color. It's a first full feature by my company called No Curfew Productions. We have been posting some little bits and pieces on the Instagram and the social media. This is one that's going to show the camaraderie between Italian-American and African-American. It's going to show you a difference of a spiritual side. It's going to show you as a boy who was a young boy who wanted to do this world until, and it's not giving anything up, until his father was murdered in the mob when he was young and he chose a different lifestyle. And then it's not until years later where things start to twist and turn and it becomes very spiritual because I am a spiritual person. So his father, his this, it keeps coming to him. Like when you're watching It's a Wonderful Life, did that happen or did it not happen? When you're watching Mr. Destiny, Evan Almighty, um, to all those kind of films where you're saying is, is he hallucinating or is it real? And in sense, that's what this film is going to give you. It's going to give you that feel of, yes, there is something else out there. Everything and everyone can work together and be in love and love. And it does not have to be as hard as what a lot of years, all these years has made it. It's made it hard. We don't have to. And that's not just to sound good. It's the way I've always been. It doesn't have to be that hard. And we can all figure this out together as humans. And that's what this film is going to show you. So we can start from when you, we, you can start, off, start over again with um, what's next for you. Yeah, so I'm, I'm really excited. I just got the call um, last Friday. It's actually going to come out, announce uh, probably like this week or next week. But um, I'm on a new show called Wicked City. And it's, um, like I said, it's similar to Charm. Um, Charm means maybe sex in a city. Let's, let's uh-huh. say that. And so it's about five beautiful women who are witches. And um, similar to what Chris said, the, the, the character, I'm playing a very young character childish character and she's very insecure about her what she has her magic and so now she wants more magic and instead of like embracing what she already has she now wants to conjure up different spells and different things of that nature and so what she did is is that she ended up killing I don't want to tell you the whole story but she ends up killing someone that's really close to her and she has to figure out how to bring them back and so I like I read like nine of the episodes and I'm all in nine. And this woman, she, you know, she can identify with um, I, I think a lot of people identify with someone that you already have it. You already have what you, you like what you have. So don't feel like you have to go out there and get more. Like God already instilled some amazing, powerful things inside you. But with with my character name is Jordan. Jordan's like. Well, I don't want this. I want something bigger. You guys have amazing things. Like, I want that. And so what we find out is the, the weakest link 
you know, of, of who I, who everyone may think that I am becomes the biggest savior in the whole entire show. She just have to continually to believe in herself. And I think that the story, like we have some amazing actors that's in it, Vanessa Bell Calloway. Like, oh my God, I cannot wait to work with her. Awesome. Um, it's it's going to be a great show. Um, I've already saw like how the special effects is going to be. And the show is actually going to be on AMC. So I'm really excited about that. Um, so yeah, so this whole, whole month I'll be shooting it. And then after that, I'm working on Gravesend, um, you know, working with my man here, Christopher, <laughs> uh, Gaetano, Charlene again. Gaetano, there we go. After that, I'll be working on my own movie called um, called Alabama Girl, which is me portraying an assassin. So I got a lot of things going on, um, but I'm really, really excited about Wicked City. I'm really excited about Gravesend. I'm also amazingly excited about Alabama Girl. All these things are happening this year. And um, it's only the space of uh, presenting my work to everyone, and they're all different. Grayson character is different. Uh, this one, me being a witch, is different. So you know, getting in that space this month of being that woman, and then changing that space to go into uh, Charlene, it's gonna be like wow, a whole three sixty. So awesome. um, look out, look out for all of those things for me. All right, all right, nice, nice. And before we go, I want to ask. So do you bring something new? Like, do you like learn something new from each time you do a new like project and then bring it to the next project? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I always look at what I did prior to see what I can improve on, something that I could do. Like, I don't care if I'm, I have an Oscar, I'm gonna still learn and I'm gonna still grow because for me, it's like, I wanna be my ultimate best self. Whatever that looks like, shave everything away from me so that I can be just everything iconic. Um, do I think that I'm an amazing actress? Of course I do. But I also know there are, there are ways and things that I can improve on. So anytime that I work on a project, I want to be better than the last project. And then from that project, I want to be better than the last project. And then there, I want to be better than the last project. So what, like sharpening my skill set every single time that I'm on set. And then I also watch, you know, amazing performances. Chris, you know, like there's some amazing talent on Gravesend. Amazing. I, I mean, like, and, and I'd rather soak it up and be like, wow. Look how amazing they are. Like, I, I, I love to study. Similar to like Chris, I love to study people's mannerism. I love to study, like, you know, their stillness. I love to study how people look at each other. Because for me, you know, I admire other people's work. Other than my own, I love watching other people work. It's magnetic, you know, and it's, it's all like... Um, one of our one of the characters on Gravesend, my best friend Jen. Oh, she's amazing. She is love amazing. her work. Love what she does with with her characters. Different choices, different plays. And for me, I love to see good acting, whatever, big, small, or indifferent. I love to see it, and um, I learn from that. So going forward, like each time that I'm on set, I soak up knowledge, wisdom. Um, I I I, I groom into understanding, like okay. How do you want to play this? And if anybody have other techniques that they want to share with me, I, I love that. And also great having a great director too. You know, when I have a great director that, that sees something that pushes me to doing something bigger or better or whatever, I love that because I only know what I know. But if you're on the camera, you're seeing something that I should be doing that could make the, 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 the shot better or the scene even more better, then I'm all for that. So it's, it's, it's based on that space. 
Yeah, I mean, there's there's no doubt about it. You know, when you work on from film to film or show to show, you are in different character modes. So you're in different, you know, different scenes, different kind of who you're playing and what you're playing. But you do learn from others. Uh, I am the biggest critic of myself. Anything that I watch, I'm always like this going, oh, I could have paused better. I could have did this. And then you have others that are going, that was spot on. So you have to sometimes say to yourself, "Is I stop being so critical and just flow like you do and it'll play out right. But when you're going from a set to another set and it's night and day um, character, yes, you should and could learn from everyone. You can learn from everyone and the director plays a big role. Using the other night, just filming, Will DeMeo was, is the director and he had said, he goes, Gaetano, one second, let me give you an idea. He goes, when you do something, remember, take this extra pause because you're contemplating doing something. Or, and I go, wow, that's right. And now hearing that, it made me take the pause to actually pick up a prop and just play with the prop a little bit, even if I'm taking pens. But now I just open the pens up and I'm staring. It's another mode to not have to shout out the words right away. So it gives you a chance to give more to the depth of the character and not always be so quick with release of words. If my line is, hi, how you doing? And your line is, I'm doing good. Well, maybe I say, hi, how you doing? And you just go, oh, I'm good. And you just take a break. It don't always be, hi, how you doing? I'm good, how are you? Well, that's not acting. Right. You know, that's just shooting out words and, okay, so you said your words. Acting is what you do as a natural mode, even to the use of the pen. And opening it up, going like, oh, I'm doing good. How are you? Just taking that pause. And when you're working with other talent, you do. Chagrita, I am so a, a fan of that, of learning off of anyone and everyone. I don't care if they're there from one day, the first day on, or they're, they're 100 years in the business. It doesn't matter because you can learn from everyone. And if you do keep that, if you keep that open-mindedness where you don't think you're above the person. Exactly. You, you learn, you go, oh shit, I like the way she or he just did that. And you yourself, when we're playing off each other, you think about it. I come in, we're sitting next to each other. Well, it's also your mannerisms and how you look at me to give me the confidence in the scene to deliver. If you don't give confidence or you are, you know, looking to a point where it's not flowing, well, it's not going to play off right. It's it's not going to. It's going to look like it's awkward. That's why you and I, what do we do? We sat down. We said, let's start talking to each other because we're going to be playing on a role. We need to learn each other. We need to know each other. And we met each other that day. Mm -hmm, we so, did. Uh, 14 hours later, you start to learn a person. You start to realize, oh, okay, little things. You know, Pisces we share. It's a big, you know, you're talking about things like that where you go, Okay, it, it, we're Pisces people. We're going to gel. It, it's impossible okay. not to. Yeah. And that's how, when you're on set to set, you learn. And I, go, I always refer back to for life because Nicholas was a big teacher of me on certain things. So here it is. He's the lead of a hit ABC show. And yet we obviously got so close. And even to this current date that, like I said, he calls my daughters his nieces. So there is no end. He's from London, England. And the reason why I keep saying that is because he's not around the block. And, and 
when you break it down, you go, so see, and he says it, the universe has their own way. They brought us together for a reason. So all of this is for a reason. And here we are on a podcast Sunday morning, May 1st. You, you just can't make that up. Make it up. We are. Absolutely. Yeah. Nice. Thank you. Welcome, I got yeah. Cool. Uh, Nothing. Sorry. Okay, okay. So the last question is: Is what would you like? How would you like to represent your origin stories, and what would you name it? My origin story. Yeah. How would you like to represent it? Would you make a book, a movie, TV show, comic book? Well, honestly, I already have a book out called The Memoir of an Alabama Girl. And it's about my life. Um, you know, what I said earlier about, you know, me being, you know, adopted, child abuse, less, like all of those things. Um, I wanted to, like, I, I'm a spoken word artist. So I do a lot of poetry. And so I put all of those collections of poetry about my life in that book. Um, and then I'm also, the, the, the movie that I wrote um, that I'm doing, um, Alabama Girl is about that. But I added a little assassin to it, so it won't be so cool for us because I like action movies. But um I that's that's the real realism of my story of me saying that I'm a woman, young woman from a little girl that was from Alabama who overcome who overcame a lot, you know, from a mother, from a dad. I'm a twin brother. I mean, I have a twin brother. And going from all of that, you would think, oh, she would probably be on drugs. She probably would be doing all these other things opposite of what I'm currently doing right now. But I took all of that and I'm making the best of it now um, with the book, with the movie and, you know, really spreading the word that no matter where you come from, no matter where you come from, you can be and do whatever that you want to do, no matter what. That was the past, but you create your future. You can narrate your present, but your past was your past. That wasn't that wasn't you. You know that you didn't come up and say this is what I want to be when I grow. But no, you you decide when you grow up to change the narrative, and that's what I did today. Yeah, those words are perfect, and it goes to one of my favorite and famous lines that I repeat every day about past and present is. You can't go back and make a brand new beginning, but you could start today and make a brand new ending. Amen. Amen. And that I get the chill because that is one of the best motivational speakers ever. It's the Prince, uh, EA Prince. And he has that, he's got that blue jacket on, he's in the mountain and it's, it's, I listen to it religiously. And I truly religiously because his words are so strong. And when you look about what you, what your talents are and what you're meant to have done or what you can do there, it's limitless and you should never limit yourself. I teach my own daughters that I say to my own wife that on a regular, whatever you want to do, it is never too late. Whatever it is you want to do, you get You got a chance. I started acting at 44 years old, 43 and a half, 44 years old. I'm 52 now. In the eight or nine, eight and a half, nine years that I've been doing it, I've been so blessed. But you yeah. could have had others that would have said, ah, you're too late in the game. No, right. it's it's the furthest thing from the truth. Right. And going back and looking forward, 
I, you've ma- I've made more mistakes than, than I could account for. I, I don't even know the mistakes I made. And I'm going to make more mistakes. I'm, I'm human. The thing is, is that going backwards, I can't look back. It's about what I'm doing today and each and every day and not ever feeling sorry for me. When I even went where I went, I never felt sorry for me. I had to go where I had to go. It was God's way of showing me there is lessons to be learned, even in the darkest of times. And again, spiritually speaking, it's the footprints. It's the sand in the footprints in the sand. On my darkest times, it was not me walking alone. It was him carrying me. That's my belief. I could cry saying that because that's how strong I am with that about times that I've went through in my life. And that's, you know, footprints in the stand is so huge in my house. It's two times in my house. It's, it's up on the wall because that is my, some of my things in my life. When I was down and I was weakened and sometimes you look around and go, who do I have? No, you have something more powerful than anything. And sometimes it's hard to believe and remind yourself that it's true because we don't see sometimes things. But when you look back, you always see what took place. You always realize, no, he was there. He did take me. And when you break it down going forward, my breakdown is my film. Judge no book by its color. That's me. Don't you ever judge this book by its color. As an Italian-American, that's not what it's, the, what it's been portrayed as. There is differences. Everyone is their own individual. So when I speak, I speak for myself, and I know the battles I faced in the past, and I know what I will never have to face again because I'm stronger individually. I'm strong-minded, heart, spiritual. So I know where my path is leading me, and my path is leading me to my next film, which is going to be Judging a Book by Its Color. And it's going to be tremendous. And I'm when you wrap up who you've worked with in the past, I have learned from everyone, including you, that I'm sitting here, Shmita, we're talking right now. You learn past experiences, hearing things, and the sharing mode is always the best mode because you're not afraid to say things or feel judged or feel, oh, now I just said something. No, this is the open book and the open arm mode. Say what you want to say, right. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And it's a blessing. You know, we, we right. understand who we are and where we're going and all the blessings ahead. Amen. Great. Nice. So another hour is up. So I want to end it here. I want to say, God, thank you again for both joining the podcast and good luck in your future endeavors. And where can people find you guys on the internet? Oh. Yeah. So I'm always on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my Instagram handle is actually underscore official. Um, I'm always on there. I'm an open book on, on social media. So you can, um, you know, follow me there along with Twitter, um, Real Shaquita uh, on Twitter. And then also I have a website called www.shaquitasmith.com. So any of those avenues, you can reach out to me. You can ping me. I can say, hey, chop it up. We make a drink you know, drink coffee, maybe, possibly, I don't know, but uh, <laughs> no, no, no. So you can, you can actually, um, you know, connect with me on those, uh, on those social media platforms. And for me, you could find me on Instagram under my name. It's going to be Chris underscore Momando. And for my TikTok fans, which I have a lot of fun on TikTok, <laughs> you find me under my full name, which is Christopher underscore Mormando, the full name. Um, 
you know, you find me anywhere on YouTube under my full name. I have um, uh, IMDB. You track what I'm doing. But the Instagram, we have a lot of fun on the TikTok. We have a lot of fun. And that's where we do some of the daily preaching. And TikTok, we do a lot of pump me up videos and <laughs> just have some fun with it. So Instagram and TikTok. Yeah, please follow him on TikTok. He's the <laughs> best of the best. And I got such a compliment. I'll tell you, Ezekiel, Jeremy Piven from Entourage, the show, he gave a shout out just the other day. I won his contest. I didn't know there was a contest that I had the best lip sync of his film, Entourage, doing his voice. Oh, my God. And I couldn't believe it because here's the universe talking. He is one of my all-time favorite in any show and film, Ari Gold in Entourage is one of my all-time favorites. And I always joke around saying, I don't have representation yet because I've been picky now because now the show. But I said, I want my Ari Gold. And then here it goes. I do an in a TikTok and I win. It's all over the Instagram. I'm like, I didn't even know he, he even did this. So you see the way the universe talks. It's all blessing. All blessings. <laughs> well, thank you both again. Thank you for having us. It's been a real pleasure. We appreciate it. It has. Thank you. Yes. Thank you so much. Anytime. God bless, guys. Bye. Gotcha. That brings another episode of the Let's Get Podcast to a close. Again, you can find more information about Shaquita Smith and Christopher Romando by clicking the link in the description below. For next week, I have Brandon Corosamen to speak about public speaking. I hope you're next day, and I hope to see you there.